The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Intuitive Connection Podcast, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, heal your deepest hurts, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. In this episode, we're going to talk about one of my favorite, favorite topics and something that is foundational to not just the work that I do, but really how I understand um, my entire life and something that gives my life personally a lot of meaning and has changed my worldview completely and really, um, really been a game changer for me. And that is the topic of reincarnation. So years ago, if you'd asked me if I believed in reincarnation, I would have just kind of given you a meh, I don't know. Um, but what happened to me as I started to connect and, um, with my intuition and start on my own intuitive journey is I was introduced to this concept of reincarnation and this concept that we have had life that we have lived before and that sometimes the lives that we have had before can impact the one that we're having now. And I started to work with a different intuitives and teachers that started to see past lives on my behalf. And then I also started to, with my intuition, see them myself. And so I started to re-experience and have memories of lifetimes and experiences that I've had in different physical bodies. And friends, this was a game changer for me because I think before really grasping that idea of reincarnation, I really believed this was the life that I had and this was the only one that I got. And when it was done, it was done. And so my orientation towards death, you know, was was a little bit like most people. It was a little bit scary. When I started to tap into this idea that my soul was eternal, everything changed. And I really lost the the fear of death. The idea of, of passing out of this body really lost a lot of its punch. Now, that's not the only thing that has is, is helped me um, make peace with um the idea of the finality of, of this particular personality, Victoria Shaw, but it was a big one. And the idea of reincarnation also has been really important for me in and, and for many of my clients as well. For real, it's really helped me to find meaning in my life. And it's really often helped me when I, at times when I struggle or things that I don't understand or why are certain people in my life or why am I having this challenge or difficulty or even why am I so good at something Usually it's the challenges though. The idea of reincarnation has been super helpful to me because it's, it's given me a context for understanding those challenges and a deeper context for understanding the meaning of my life and purpose of life. So today I want to share some of the wisdom and guidance that I've been given um, about reincarnation, how it works, and our soul's journey as we incarnate into human form with you. 
As always, I want to point out that this is the information that I understand and the information that's given to me, what I see through my intuition and what I get through my guidance. It's my perspective. It may not be everyone's perspective and that is fine. What I always invite people to do in in working with me and listening to this podcast in life in general is to always take the information that comes to you from the world and try it on for size and see what fits for you. Spirituality, in my opinion, is a very personal experience. And no two people will have the exact same spiritual connection or spiritual understanding because we're all completely unique. We have unique perspectives and we're unique spirits. And so your personal journey and your spiritual journey is yours and yours alone. And how you make that connection and what makes sense to you might be different than what makes sense to me. It is my hope that some of the information that comes through today will point you in the direction of um, awakening your own intuitive knowing and your own wisdom and your own sense of what it means to be a soul in a physical body going through cycles of reincarnation. But again, take what fits and let go of the rest. But I hope a lot of it will resonate with you today. So it's my understanding that we as individual spirits or souls have decided to individuate from the oneness, the source, God, whatever words work for you, because source or God wanted to know itself better. It wanted to expand its awareness, expand consciousness. And so that is why there's little pieces of spirit like you and me floating around the universe having experiences and different experiences and separate experiences from just that sense of oneness. Sometimes I'm given the image of like a sun, right? A beautiful bright sun and that would be source or that would be God or that would be all that is, what we all come from, what we really are in our deepest, deepest sense. And our spirits are little emanations. They're the sun rays that are coming off of the sun. So imagine that you, spirit, my spirit friend, are one of those little sun rays, a little soul that's sort of broken off or reflected off from the whole that wants to have a human experience. And so you have decided to plant yourself for a series of experiences here on the planet Earth and in the Earth realm. And you have decided to experience physical form in Earth. Now that physical you, that personality you take on, again, is not who you really are, but it is a tool for you to understand yourself better for consciousness to experience itself. Now, the human realm is a tricky one because for a very long time, it has been a realm where there is a lot of fear and the energies of earth, and we're all energy beings vibrating at different levels and matter vibrates already at a pretty dense level. The earth realm is a particularly dense and difficult realm because of the level of fear and the levels of misunderstanding that happen when we're here. The other thing that makes life on earth, especially difficult actually, is that we have amnesia. When most souls incarnate into bodies on earth, we forget our true spiritual origins. We forget important parts of what we're here to do. We forget pretty much everything about our spiritual origins and our soul's path. And we have to sort of reinvent the wheel from scratch once we, um, and once we hit the ground running in human form. Now, as I've talked about in other episodes, or we'll talk about in other episodes, we do have spiritual guidance and support, um, which is a good thing. 
But for most human beings, there is that sense of amnesia where we forget our spiritual origins. And part of the process of life is to reawaken our own divinity and our own understanding of ourselves as spiritual loving beings while we're in physical form. And that's happening for a lot of you now that are listening to this podcast or at the beginnings of this or maybe well into this experience. And it's happening collectively for a lot of us on earth right now because earth is going through a big growth spurt. And there's a lot of new energy coming in and a lot of potential for us all to really wake up. And so many of you who are listening to this podcast today or podcasts like it are part of that process. So hello and welcome. So reincarnation is that process of the soul coming into physical form for its own learning and growth, as well as the collective learning and growth of all of us that are connected to each other. And as I said, when we come into bodies, we typically forget our spiritual origins. But there's hints, there's gifts. We give ourselves people in our life that can point us back in the direction of our own inner worthiness and divinity. We have guides on the other side helping us. We put ourselves oftentimes in cultures and countries and places that sometimes will really push on a nerve, but other times can be really supportive. So another really pivotal thing about reincarnation and a other real important point, which was a game changer for me, is that it's my understanding that we as spirits, our highest selves, actually choose and plan our lifetimes. So there is an expression, I didn't choose to be born or I didn't choose my parents. And I'm here to tell you, your small egoic self may not have chosen those things, but your higher self did. So as souls become more mature and more aware and have more experience with this reincarnation cycle, they can be much more active players in the planning of the lifetime. And the planning of the lifetime becomes more complex and more interesting. But even those very first baby souls come here with a plan. They come here with guidance. They come here with a reason to live. They come here um, with that deeper sense of meaning that sometimes we don't see when we're in physical bodies, but our spirit is always known and always keeps track of. Now, there are some mediums or psychics that are that specialize in just tapping into what's called that pre-birth planning session and that idea of um, that time when our spirits sit down with our guides and we plan our lifetimes. And in those sessions, um, mediums and spirits and individuals that have this ability will often see, and, and it looks different to each of them, which again is very, very important and very instructive, but they'll often see you know, how we preview parts of our lifetimes and we have an idea of how things will go before we actually reincarnate. We sometimes will choose major life challenges like having a mental illness or being in an abusive relationship or having an accident where you become, um, you know, disabled. All of these things can sometimes be planned for our learning and growth before we're even born here on earth. And when I was first introduced to this concept of pre-birth planning, again, it was a game changer because I started to recognize that the parts of my life that maybe didn't feel so smooth and easy were not happening to me. They were things that my higher self, my spirit had chosen so that I can learn and have the experiences that my soul needs to learn and to grow and to thrive and to develop during my time here on earth. Now, it is natural and normal when you first hear this concept to also think, there is no way I plan this stuff. 
That is natural and normal. That makes sense. It's also sometimes natural and normal to want to curse your guides and say, you know, what the heck were they thinking? How dare they do this to me? All of this is a normal human reaction. But it's important to recognize too, beneath all of that is a soul that willingly chose all of those challenges. Not your small egoic self, not the part that's resisting this and that's very uncomfortable right now. And I have much compassion for that part of yourself as I do for that part of myself as well. But our higher selves have a plan. And I think for me, that concept was really, really huge and really important. And in my own work, both in my own life and also um, being a guide for many other human beings working, walking this path, oftentimes being able to apprehend and appreciate the deeper meaning in our struggles can really not only um, help give us some measure of comfort, but it can also help us, you know, more effectively and more completely do what we're here to do and really get the most out of those experiences and know what the challenge, what our spirit is meant to learn from that challenge and what actions we are meant to take or no action. Sometimes it's simply acceptance. And so this idea of soul planning and being able to tap into sometimes, use my intuition to tap into the deeper meaning of those struggles in life was another game changer for me, both personally and professionally. And I think, again, when we are connected with our guidance and connected with our intuition, whether you work with someone like me or another medium or intuitive or psychic or whatever or not, you also have this wisdom inside of you. And so when you are experiencing a struggle in your life, it's really important to recognize, first of all, that even though it doesn't feel like it, you haven't done anything wrong. Life is here to support you. This is something that is happening for you. And then, you know, find ways to tap into that deep guidance to ask, all right, how, how am I being called here? What, what am I being called to do? What am I being called to learn? What are my next steps? And remember too, intuitive information does not always come all at once. Again, when we decide to incarnate in physical form, we put that blindfold on and that blindfold is there for a reason. And though your intuition can really help you connect with the parts of yourself and the parts of your soul and the parts of your life plan and your higher knowing that isn't immediately apparent when we're here on earth, we don't necessarily get all the answers and we're not supposed to. And that is okay. But you will start to get guidance and start to get wisdom and start to get the pieces of the little breadcrumbs and the pieces of information that you need to get the most out of your experiences here in this life. And that is amazing and that is tremendous. Now, as I've been doing this work, another thing that I've learned, which I think is so important to share, is it's really shifted my understanding of karma. And while, to be honest, I didn't really have much of an understanding of karma um, before I was introduced to this idea of reincarnation, because that's not really, I don't come from a spiritual tradition where karma is really a thing. Um, But I did have that general idea of karma, meaning if you do something bad to someone else in one life, you know, it's coming back to you in the next one. And I'm here to tell you that that is actually, to my best estimation and from what I understand, not how karma works at all. Karma is not punishment. It is simply the law of cause and effect in the universe. And things need to be balanced and things need to be... um, Yeah, balanced is the word. And so sometimes if the pendulum swings in one direction, in one lifetime, it will have to swing the other direction in the next one. 
it's not about punishment. It's not about, you know, getting what you deserve. Those are all human concepts and they're all based on judgment. The spirit world does not judge, but it is sometimes necessary to do some balancing and we sometimes do do that in our subsequent lifetimes. This does not mean if someone treats you badly or as you perceive badly that necessarily you did something bad to them in a past life because sometimes the balancing is not on a person to, on a soul to soul basis. Sometimes, you know, you learn something in one experience with one soul and then you have another balancing experience with another soul. So it's not always that cut and dried. It's also sometimes you haven't done anything wrong at all and someone is, there's lots of different ways and reasons that we have experiences. So sometimes, for instance, you may incarnate with parents that um, do not give you the love and um, support that you need or desire not because you're not deserving of that love and support because it's helping you to learn to look inside and know you're lovable, right? When we don't feel lovable as a child, that's actually an invitation for us to learn from the, during the course of our lives how to undo that. So there are lots of different reasons why you can be experiencing challenges in lifetimes. It's not always karmic <laughs> karmic payback, but karmic, but karma I've learned is never punishment and that the reason that we experience things in our lifetimes is really complex and can be really for a lot of different reasons. And God is never punishing you. It just doesn't work that way. Everything is happening for you from a place of great love um, because you actually are love and everything is ultimately made of love even when we are in a human form. And it's so hard to see that and so hard to um, apprehend that truth. But it is the truth. And so one life is hard um, if there's one thing you can take away from this um, podcast, this episode, is to recognize that you are not being punished, you're not being judged, and you are worthy and wonderful. But sometimes life stretches us in the directions that we need to grow. And sometimes we don't understand the, the wider range of cause and effect that is impacting our life. And we're not supposed to, and that's okay. And the more we can go with the flow of life and the more we can allow that it's working for us, the more we can get the most out of our experiences and actually the easier and more joyous life becomes even when we do encounter these obstacles. So I like to think of karma more as a balancing. I also think that the soul likes to experience different perspectives and that we learn from experience different, experiencing different perspectives because, again, one of the things about being an individual soul or individual spirit is that you have a unique perspective. And so over multiple lifetimes, your soul will experience the same situations or similar situations from many different perspectives, and that is how we understand things from that more complex level, and that's how we get back to a place of love. So, for instance, in one lifetime, if you were a man who left his wife and children to pursue other options, it is possible that in the next lifetime, you may be a wife whose husband left them. Again, it's not a punishment so much as now it's time for you to understand another perspective. As souls become more advanced and we start to have understood all of these different perspectives and awakened our compassion the guidebook sort of changes and the lessons are a little bit different and a little bit deeper. Most of you who are listening to this podcast are probably beyond the level where you, you need to learn compassion. Some of you maybe are still working on it and it's beautiful. There's, there's no wrong or no right way to do life and there's no hierarchy. Um, no souls, old souls or experienced souls are not better than younger souls or less experienced souls, just like 
you know, a two-year-old is not less worthy than a 12-year-old, right? Or an adult. In fact, two-year-olds are delightful. And so are 12-year-olds. We also all learn in our own special ways and we don't always learn in a linear fashion. So there's ups and downs, just like in life, right? You're going to have your strengths, your weaknesses, the areas that you are more likely to get kind of caught up in the areas that you breathe breeze through and you know souls like people like personalities are unique and so everyone will do this in their own special way in their own special order and that is how it's supposed to be that is the beautifulness of this process of individuation and us all are all unique perspectives and all unique expressions of the same beautiful divine oneness but as we live enough lifetimes and gain enough perspective we do tend to um have a sense, start to develop compassion and start to know how our impact, how our, have a better sense of how our behaviors will impact others. And so we start to make choices a little bit more carefully and um, tend not to want to accrue unnecessary karma because we've already learned those lessons. So now I'm going to answer some common questions that I often hear from clients about reincarnation and some constant, uh, constant, (laughs) and some of common places where people sometimes get stuck. The first one is when people start learning about past lifetimes and when people sometimes um, apprehend their past lifetimes or learn their past lifetimes. And there are many different ways, by the way, to experience your past lifetimes. If that's something that interests you, one is to work with a medium or a intuitive who has that ability to read past lifetimes for people. Um, there are also people that do what's called Akashic Records reading, which is another kind of intuitive reading. And that is more explicitly about tapping into one's past lifetimes and the record of all of their lives on earth. So that can be a fun thing to do as well. Another way is to do a hypnotic past life regression where a skilled hypnotist will take you back through your past lifetimes and you'll spontaneously remember the lifetimes that are relevant to you. When I do past life readings, I don't usually um, invite people to say, hey, come on in and let's look at your past lives. I looked. I personally like to look at it a little bit more organically. And if a client is working on something and a past life comes to me through my intuition, then I go with that. And I understand that that's the information that the client needs right now in order to solve this issue or to have some insight on this issue. Or sometimes there's energetic things that need to shift by connecting with that, that past lifetime and releasing that experience. I personally do not just do regressions or just read past lifetimes for people just because I think that sometimes the curiosity and need to know is takes us away from what we're here to do. But if it's something that really speaks to you, you can absolutely do a regression or learn even to, you know, through intuition to start to connect with your own past lifetimes. Like everything else, there's actually great research that on, on the existence of past lives and the existence of reincarnation. There are researchers, uh, University of Virginia is a hotbed of research on this, Um, but there have been researchers throughout um, time that have looked at people's accounts of past lives that they've lived and started to do research to to see if they could validate those memories. There is a researcher, I believe, I'm not sure that he is still in his body. Um, I believe his name is Stevenson, and I may, um, I will put the, uh, the reference in the links at the end of this episode. 
But what he did is fascinating. He actually took um, children who spontaneously remembered past lifetimes. And, and in many cultures that believe in reincarnation, that's more of a thing. But many children will spontaneously remember their past lifetimes until about the age of six when the, the veil sort of closes and, and we become much more logical and linear and, and much less in touch with our intuition and spirituality. So he looked at kids that were spontaneously remembering past lifetimes and then he took details on their spontaneous memories and saw if he could validate those actual lifetimes and find the people that they, that they remembered being. And he was able to do that with a pretty high accuracy. So there has been research like that to validate these memories. But for the most part, when we do this kind of work, we are kind of flying blind and we are, there's that certain amount of faith that, you know, the information that's coming through, you're not just making it up or I'm not just making it up. So some ways to vet that information, first and foremost, sometimes the past life information will come up for a client and I will see them visibly reacting to it. They get chills, their eyes tear up, you know, it feels powerful, it feels meaningful, it resonates, it clicks. And that's usually a good sign that we're onto something. And you may have that experience as well. I also always tell clients whenever past lifetimes come up that you don't actually have to believe in reincarnation or even this. If it resonates, if it clicks, if it does something for you, if it changes your perspective and makes you feel better even, that's all that matters. Whether it's a metaphor or a real true thing doesn't really matter. But you don't have to. I once had a client that asked me to... Um, research his past lifetimes to see what I can come up with and do a reading. And again, I don't usually do that, but um, I guess I was, I was interested in the question because he wanted to know if he'd had any past lifetimes in his family line. He had a strong intuition that he'd had past lifetimes in his own family. Um, and so that he had lived among his ancestors. And so I agreed to do this and I tuned in and I tapped in and I got what seemed to me gobbledygook. They were French, they were Irish, I don't understand, it's a feudal society, all of this information, put it all down in um, written form because that was how I was doing this particular reading and gave it to him. And it was a cool moment, friends, because he said to me, oh my God, did you Google me? I swear to God, I did not. Um, and I was really grateful because apparently my gobbledygook made perfect sense to him. And when I did Google, Google him, because I did Google the family name, it was a unique spelling. And I was like, oh my goodness, now all these little random facts that I've sent make sense. And in fact, he did have past lifetimes in his family line, at least as this reading showed. Again, these things are sometimes verifiable if you are doing a research study, usually not. Um, I loved that because it did give me a lot of confidence and faith in the work that I do. But more and more, the proof is always in the pudding. And if you know, you are doing a reading or you're getting information and it enhances your life. If the belief in reincarnation enhances your life, if it provides a sense of meaning and it helps you navigate your life with greater ease, awareness, joy, and perspective, go for it. And that's how this journey into understanding reincarnation has been for me. So as we wrap up, some takeaway messages from today's talk on reincarnation are simply that you are first and foremost a spirit, a soul, inhabiting physical bodies for your own learning and growth. All of the experiences in your lifetime are here to serve you. And in fact, many of the important players and important experiences and touchstone incidents and things that have happened to you were planned before you were born. Again, for your own learning and growth, for your journey, and to help also the collective learning and growth of all of the spirits on earth and even all that is, all of us, all across the universe. 
because everything is ultimately connected. Some spirits choose to spend most of their time on earth or a significant amount of time reincarnating on earth and some only visit occasionally. There are many spirits also today that are with us in order to help humanity get to the next level and they may not have spent many lifetimes prior to this on earth but are bringing wisdom from other planets, other galaxies, other realms of being and awareness um, to help us and support us on earth. We all have spiritual guidance that is also with us and available to us at all times to help us stay on our path. And again, you are not being judged. Karma is working for you. It is the law of life, but is also the law of love. So that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I'm so excited to hear your questions and comments and namaste. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you gain strength, clarity, and growth from today's episode. For more information and to submit a topic that you'd like to see addressed in a future episode, please visit my website, victoriashawintuitive.com, where you'll find the resources to help you step into your power and awaken your own inner wisdom. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.